Hi, this is Amory Fox, and you're listening to my podcast on your terms, where I talk to people from all walks of life who have made amazing changes in their careers to live life on their own terms. I'll be giving away loads of career advice, including self-branding, interviews, CV tips along the way. If you enjoy listening to these amazing stories, please subscribe for free to my podcast. Hello and welcome to On Your Terms, the show where I talk to people from all walks of life to find out what they do to live life on their own terms. I am very excited today to speak with Barry Comerford. He's the CEO of a medical device company in Galway to find out how he has managed to get where he is today and his plans for the future while living life on his own terms. So welcome, Barry, and thank you very much for being my guest today. Thanks very much. Really appreciate you coming on. Thanks for asking me. Not at all. I'm delighted. I suppose I'd like to start off, first of all, Barry, maybe just if you could tell me a little bit about what you're doing at the moment um, and a little bit on your company and yourself. Um, So as you said, I'm the CEO at Canvas Medical in Galway. We're a medical device components business. We make um, parts, mostly metal, for um, PTCA catheters and balloon systems. So your stent delivery systems for for all those big companies all over the world. Um, We currently have about 70 customers in 25 countries around the globe. And uh, myself and a friend of mine, John Farrer, started it in 2006 um, from a, what was what you call a brownfield site. So it's, um, building was already here, supported by the Uderos and other um, friends and fools with money. So we Amazing. got money together to put it into, into practice and built it from there. And today we have, we have 140 people in the business. Um, we're still obviously operating all around the world, though difficult enough at the minute to, yeah. uh, to get to everyone. Um, good, solid, uh, solid business. We did a, a joint venture. John and I did a joint venture with a company called uh, Freudenberg in yes. 2012. Uh, Freudenberg is a family-owned, um, what they call the Mittelstadt business in Germany. Okay. Um, it's 170, I think it's 170 years old this year. Or next year, it's 170 years old. Uh, they have about f- almost 50,000 people employed worldwide. And they have a medical device division, um, which is one of 11 business units. And we're part of that. That's brilliant. So, uh, l- about last April, 12 months, um, in 19, we did a, a further uh, connection with uh, Freudenberg Medical. So now they, they have a larger share in the business. Uh, John exited and I stayed in to to make sure that things things kept going stable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Transition. So I'm in that stage in that stage between your entrepreneurial startup and uh, moving toward a more corporate uh, organization. And brilliant, brilliant. Was that your plan initially when you set out to to get to that? Oh yeah, it was was one of those things that was never going to inflict it on the kids. You know (laughs) that. It's never going to be that kind of a business. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. So we put, That's fantastic. We put it together, when we put it together, it was built like that, um, that it would be a, a business that would be able to thrive and survive on its own and eventually become yeah. part of something bigger. The Freudenberg right. model suits us, suited us down to the ground because um, it's not a 
an equity venture capital led business. It's not looking for a quarter by quarter mm. results. You know, they're, they're much more long term, three year, yeah. year, 15 year plans. Love it. Brilliant. From when you started to now, that's a fantastic journey so far. It's brilliant. Can I just ask you, I suppose, um, is this what you always had intended to do? Or can you remember as a young person what you wanted to do growing up? Yeah, pretty much. I'm doing what I wanted to do. Brilliant. I love to hear that. Yeah, I um, I was always, always wanted to do my own thing. I started my own business, the first one, when I was about 13, 12 or 13. Um, I used to cut grass. We we had a big house in Hollywood and we had a, a lot of grass, what we strimmer, weed eater yeah. at the time. And because um, there was only a little bit of work at home. So I decided that it might be a good idea if the graveyard was cut in the village. So I went up to the priest and we did a deal and I used to cut the grass in the graveyard. And then people That's saw me doing that. And I used to cut the grass in other places. And a pal of mine, Jamie Clark, and myself, we had a little business going doing that. That's fantastic. At 13 years of age. Yeah, yeah, for a few years. So it Brilliant. was it was good. You didn't make a whole lot of money because the machine kept breaking down. <laughs> so I learned very early on that if you own the business, then you own all the problems that come with it. So, yeah. um, you know, when the machine broke down, it was my problem to fix it. So I learned how to fix the machine and spent all the money on that. Um, and learned very early on that if you want to get into these things, you should be an expert at it. So... Oh, very good. 16, then I went. Um, I wasn't great in school. I was okay, but I was more uh, better at learning from a practical standpoint, like learning by doing. Yeah. You know, that, and so I was an apprentice in the Army Apprentice School in Nice in 1982 on my 16th birthday. Very so, good. So I went in the gates and got signed in with all the rest of the lads. And we still were still in contact, the 27th platoon. And uh, went in the gate, got signed in and said to the sergeant, I need to go now. My mother and father are at the gate. It's my birthday today. And your man turned around to me and he says, no, son, you're in the army now. A month before I got home. So that was a bit of a learning experience. Um, and did you go straight? So you didn't finish your leaving or anything? You went straight no, no. into... Yeah, okay, good. Because no, you just knew at that stage it was more sort of the hands-on that you were looking for. Yeah, it was quite common back then for... Um, Absolutely, yeah. And and people to get into a more of a a practical um career development. And I think, mm. you know, we're we're the worst for it now because apprenticeships fell by the wayside for many, many years. And I think we're only starting to realise now that not everybody is made up to go to third level. Yeah. Like not yeah. everybody is academic. You know, you, you can you can learn some people can some people can't and there's no point in trying to make one system fit everybody i agree with you absolutely they're so, they're vital and i know you're very much involved in that area which i will touch on again later on in the podcast so i suppose working or going into the army at that stage to where you are now where did the change come from was it gradual for you that you ended up owning your own medical device company or it's not a natural sort of progression i would think from working in the army to owning a you know being the ceo of a medical device company um the only thing i can say is that every mistake that i've made and i've made plenty of them and i've screwed up wholesale yeah every single one of them i've learned something from it so i went bust twice okay um, like from other business ventures that yeah. myself and my father tried to do and um learned things from those and found out and i won't say 
well, I will say it, but I don't mean it. Uh, found out the hard way about how to put a business together. Okay. And it was my way of learning. I learned by doing. So I wasn't going to get it out of a book. So I had to practically go through it. Yeah. And so I got to where I am today by seeing, making those mistakes and correcting the things that I did wrong the first time and then correcting them for the second time around. Right. Okay. Um, I think I would have, been, I would have gotten here at, any, at some stage, whether it be 10 years ago or 10 years ahead, but um, it's because of the way that I've been doing it. I, wouldn't, I don't regret nor would I change anything I did along the way. Okay. When I was in, when I was in the army, I, I, was good at, I was good at the apprenticeship stuff. I came out top of the class in, as a fitter. So I'm, a, I'm actually a gunsmith by trade, so I'm a fitter armorer by wow. trade. And so anything that I learned in that is applicable in the business that we have now. Okay. All of that engineering and metallurgy and all that stuff is all practical. Yeah. Again, so all along the way, like starting a business and having a full order book and not having enough cash to keep it going, um, going bust because of not having the right people in place, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. So, so all those steps led you to where you are now. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, um, the big thing was that each time that you get knocked down or get knocked back is not to feel sorry for yourself. Just get up and move on. Love it. Brilliant. The last thing you want to do is to sit down and say, oh, woe is me. I shouldn't, you know, isn't it terrible that the world is against me? Well, yeah. it's not. <laughs> it's yeah, not no, no, that's brilliant. Day. Take responsibility for your own actions. Move on. Yeah. And I know you've mentioned again there about the apprenticeship. And for me, when I first got to know you, it was along the lines of you promoting apprenticeship again. And maybe if you could just tell me a little bit about that, what you're doing at the moment in that area, because I do think it's very important. It is a very, very important area to focus on as well. Well, it, it started for, um, for me in um, well, about six years ago. I was lucky enough to be invited into the um, what was the Irish Medical Device Association, now the MedTech Association. And my first day, uh, it's on the board of, of that, and my first day in the, in the boardroom um, for the association, the guys brought up this um, thing that, that they were working on, on um, apprenticeships. And I went, oh yeah, I said, I used to be an apprentice, as you would. I'm, yeah. Barry was never, never very good for keeping his mouth shut when you're supposed to. <laughs> so I said, yeah, I used to be an apprentice. And I said, you know, it's, it's great and it's brilliant. And I gave them all the good reasons and told them all the story about it. Yeah. Um, without thinking that I was going to get landed with the job. So I got landed with the job. And I was delighted because it was the first time I had hidden for years that I had uh, an apprenticeship and didn't have a leaving cert and all that. Yeah. And I covered it up by having an MBA. And okay. The other thing, the other, how do you know if somebody has an MBA? They'll tell you. Very good. I actually <laughs> so have heard that. How to, work, how to work that into the conversation? Yeah. So um, no, I I, <clears throat> I was very lucky. I, I was hiding this apprenticeship thing all along, but then it came up. I'm on the board of the MedTech Association. Here's an opportunity to tell my story, put it out there, and encourage yeah. the guys and girls that are out there to do something, um, where they didn't think it was possible. So if they saw somebody like me, who um, might have been considered not to be successful in one way, yeah. um, but then became success, technically successful in another way, that it might encourage them to do it. And we might have a process and a system there yeah. to bring people through an educational program that allows them to learn, earn and learn, and 
um, to develop a career for themselves and to get that, you know, this note, this euphemistic piece of paper that everybody's supposed yeah, to have. I know. Yeah. What but, a great initiative. Yeah. I, I, I have to add it to the, like, it's the, the ones that make it successful are the team in, um, in the MedTech Association, IBEC. Yeah. Um, does, I won't start mentioning names because I'll miss a whole bunch of them, but they're all, they're yeah. all there. Yeah, I love it. It's brilliant. People that started it to the people that are running it today. It's, yeah, yeah. And a lot of your work as well, in fairness, Barry, to you. Would well, I, that. No, I think, no, I think to be fair, um, the only thing that I gave was a voice to it. Um, yeah. Where, you know, everything that I had done matched up with what we were trying to do with the apprenticeship. So my story was good. Exactly. And yeah, I didn't relent. I kept at it and at it and at it. And when the um, discussions were going on between the institutes of education or technology and the industry and the employers you know when people started pushing back against it i stood forward and kept pushing it forward so the were yeah, yeah. it was relentless yeah and it's, it's fantastic that it's now it's, up working and running. Very, it's actually working quite well now and the yeah. government have started to support it a bit more great in the current economic situation I believe they should have supported it better further back. Uh, Rory Quinn, when he started it out, had a great, a great plan for it, but it didn't get enough uh, funding at the time. I think it's coming around now. And I do think it needs to be part of the strategy for the, the country going forward. Yeah, I agree with you. It's, it's fantastic. What advice would you give yourself now, I suppose, looking back? I know we covered that you had made a lot of mistakes along the way, but is there anything you'd like to have known back then to to help you on your way? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I thought about this one. Um, I think if I was told what um, what mistakes I was going to make, I probably wouldn't have believed the person that was telling me. Right. Okay. You know, I I'm not good. You had. You've asked another question pre- previously when we were talking on the phone about um who inspires you or who yes where do you get your influences from and i, I have to say i've got i keep asking myself that fairly regularly because i read management books and articles and all kinds of stuff all the time yeah and and i can't say put my finger on any one particular person i've taken a piece from every single one of them yeah um is there anything I'd tell my younger self? I think the, the main thing I'd tell, I'd tell me is to, um, the, the, something that I know now is to abandon any hope of fruition. So forget that it's going to be okay tomorrow because it's not. Right, you know, okay. Tomorrow will never come. You might get hit by a bus this evening and tomorrow doesn't exist. So do your best for now in this minute and the next hour. And that's about as far ahead as you can plan. Okay. Keep okay. doing the right things. Everything will come come okay. I'm not telling people to sit down and not move. But, but, but focus on each day as it comes rather than looking too far ahead. Yeah. Like I used to be one of these, I was one of these people who would think that it'll be okay when I do this. Well, okay. you'll never get the chance to do that. So you just have to have a strategy for getting to that place. And okay. I think that's probably subconsciously what happened to me. Even though I did, I made a lot of bad decisions, a lot of bad choices to the ones that kept me going was that I kept getting up and I did, um, I did let go of the idea that it's going to be okay in the future. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have never really heard it a phrase like that before, but it is, it makes sense. Uh, Buddha, you know? believe it or not. Yeah. 
Oh, very good. Very good um, to live in the moment. Yeah. Credit, credit Mike Murphy with that. Uh, okay. Mike is um, psych med. The, uh, yes, I do. Yeah. yeah. So Mike helped us here at the beginning with um, pulling some of the business together and trying to get the idea of, you know, structure and culture and organization and that. And when people like me and others are going through the horrors of how you're going to pay the wages and how you're going to do this and how you're going to do that. I would be sitting there thinking, well, if I do, when, when this happens and when that happens, and when the other happens, it'll be all okay. And he said, that's never going to happen. Stop. And so when I stopped thinking like that, it became a lot easier. That's brilliant. That's really good advice for anyone in any situation starting off or not even, you know, any business. Yeah, absolutely. Not to be worrying about it. I'll put it, I'll put it like this and my wife will give out to me for it later on. But <laughs> um, He asked me, you know, are your kids okay? And I said, yeah, fine. Not doing great in school, are they? And I said, no, they're pretty good. They're just clever enough. Not great at sports, are they? And I said, no, 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 they're grand. They're grand. Your daughter is acting the age. It's starting to get into that age, isn't she? <laughs> I said, no, not really. No more than anybody else. Your yeah. son, he's, he's really taking a, taking a chance. I said, no. And he said, well, what the hell is wrong with you then? Very good. Nothing to worry about. Exactly. So, so if you're getting those things, if those things are going right, and it's, yeah. I know it's not the same for everybody, but if those things are going right, yeah, there's not much more that you can do. Yeah, so I think that's, that's good to look at what you have and, you know, everything can be okay if you look at, look at the positives all the time. Yeah. You can't make the future happen. You can only encourage it to happen. Yeah, absolutely you spoke about your family there do you know what makes you happy personally and business-wise them yeah <laughs> do they drive you forward in your sort of business as well no not really they don't get involved um, okay certainly full of encouragement but uh, don't get involved because they don't want to know what some of the what some of the hassles are um i think i wouldn't have done it only mary agreed completely with it and it did take a long time for us to, to come to terms on, on yeah. going through it. like being an entrepreneur is a little bit like being an alcoholic there's very little you can do about it it mightn't be a great analogy but it's the only one but yeah back around for me no it's definitely um i they're the the main driving force behind what what i do but my own um, inability to sit still and accept that it's grand the way it is. I just have mm. to keep moving ahead. I have to keep making changes to things. Okay, very good. What's next for you? I mean, I know you mentioned that you stayed on in the most recent changes. Is this something you want to continue doing or what, what would be the next step for you? Well, I've not finished here. I want to see this. Uh, this business can get to about, I would think, about 500 people on this site. Um, and it has a lot of it has a lot of capability, has a lot of horsepower. There's an excellent team here. Yeah. And we're we we're good at the challenge piece. Like my job is trying to uh, set the scene and encourage people to do things that they can't uh, don't think they can do. Okay. Get the the resources required to make them successful. And yeah. if they're successful, then the business becomes successful. So it's Great. a simple equation. Um, I don't today. I don't interfere with the day-to-day uh, operation of the business. I only um, look at what's going on, encourage, make some changes quietly. Yeah. Uh, 
things along, let the team do what they're supposed to do and, and leave them with the responsibility and authority to get stuff done. Okay. It's a simple enough way of doing it. My job is to, is to find new business for us. Um, and so to, to find it out there, uh, describe it for the team and make sure that it's something that fits with our strategy and then bring it in and bring it in the best, you know, the most successful way possible. Great. So satisfies my uh, engineering uh, need and also my, my need for a bit of control over things. Yeah, exactly. So that, no, I mean, that's fantastic. The growth plans that you have there on a personal level, would you have any other goals that you are? I mean, do you actually write your goals down Barry? I do. I do. Yeah, um, I do. Um, I've, you know, the, they would be the same ones that I would have had a number of years ago and I'd adjust them slightly as I go along. But Brilliant. Um, one of the problems I think that, that guys like me and others in our situation will find that once you've achieved a, a significant one, you do actually get a little bit complacent and fall backwards. So um, for me and John, like the, the exit two years ago or year and a half ago, uh, meant that we've achieved, set up a business, made it pro- profitable, got oh. it into a situation where it's, it has a sustainable future and so on and so on. And so there's a little bit of, well, I did that. I'm yeah. Grand. yeah. But then a couple of months later after the euphoria, that is over, you go, well, you know what? You really didn't do much. So you wow. have to go again. Yeah. And it's, I, when I was thinking about this call, um, I don't see my achievements i don't recognize my own achievements i have in my my mind i haven't achieved anything that's unbelievable i'm not looking for any kind of no i know exactly yeah yeah just don't see it i only see it in the other people that work with me so if i see if i see the lads here having a having a win or a getting something i am overjoyed with it yeah yeah when we cashed out it was like one day i didn't have any money the next day i had some money and it was, yeah, that's grand. Let's do up the house and buy a nice car. That was it. Yeah. Move on. Okay. So I have to do it again. So yeah, you have to set another goal to set yeah, so it'll be get getting that drive. Place, yeah, getting this place going again to another level. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if I want to go and start something else brand new, but certainly. Yeah, you have a good base there where you are and yeah. just those goals will be strong enough to keep you, I suppose, push you on. Yes. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I know you said you read a lot of management books, but is there books that you would advise or even podcasts or any, you know, what would you read or listen to that you might advise our listeners to, if they're in a similar situation that maybe they're looking for a change or would like to set goals for themselves, what would you advise? Well, there's the the, the fairly standard books that nearly everybody doing an MBA has to read, and it's the, the Peter Drucker. Uh, practice of management okay yeah read that that's very good i think for um getting your head in the right place there's another book the uh crucial conversations it's a book about how to approach a situation and resolve problems between um between two parties so you made an assumption of me the minute you picked up the phone i made an assumption of you the minute you picked up the phone and both assumptions were completely incorrect yeah, right. yeah, yeah, so yeah. It, it tries to get you to to come in at ground zero and try to figure out uh, a way of dealing with some with other with problems, conflict. Like that, yeah. That's yeah, it's very, it's actually it's very very good. Um, Tom Crean, the uh, unsung hero. 
Uh, that's one of the best, um, one of the best, you know, proper life story books I've read. And I think the it it just showed the the determination of a group of people. Yeah. Um, I've read a lot of. I keep trying to read load, loads of things, but if I get three chapters in and it's rubbish, I just put it down and move on to something else. Um, the the other one I like is um, the greatest game ever played. It's the book about Francis Weimay and how he won the uh, U.S. Open. Okay. Nineteen, I think it was nineteen thirteen in in the states, and he was only a kid at the time. But he beat the uh, he beat the best golfers in the world at the time. I'm loving these books. Um, these yeah, are brilliant recommendations. Made a made, they made a film out of it. It was quite, it was quite good. That's I read a lot of other stuff, but you know, it's a lot of it's pulp fiction nonsense. <laughs> yeah, but it's nice to have a mixture as well, just yeah. so that that you're you're changing it up a bit. But the, yeah. I really really like those books. They're definitely ones I will be picking up myself yeah. as well. Would you have advice for our listeners just on anything that you have found helped you on your journey to get from, I suppose, back to on that 13-year-old boy who set up his um, business or going to the army and currently where you are now? What advice would you give our listeners? Um, I think trust in yourself. Um, I have a few values that I, that I work to and it's... Um, I trust everybody immediately when I meet them, um, okay. whether it's right or wrong. That's what it, that's the way I am. I trust everyone. Okay. Um, the problem with that is that if somebody dro- if somebody breaks that trust, then it's gone forever. Um, but I find okay. it, I find it works for me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> do no harm. You know, no matter what you're going to do, um, don't do anyone any harm. Great. Um, and you know, there's. I've seen fellas, I know fellas, friends of mine who built up businesses just based on making money and destroying friendships and all the rest of the things that go with it. So um, that, don't do that. Yeah. Uh, manage your mental health. Um, Very important. Yeah. I would suffer from depression from time to time. Um, I, found, I found it difficult in times to get to get through things, but um I think if you give yourself a bit of space, physical exercise, work on your mental health, um, give your time, give yourself time for yourself. Um, Couldn't agree more. Brilliant. Uh, and the last one, I think, or the two two others, and yeah, where you take them, it's it become an expert. So take that ten thousand hours to become yeah an expert in whatever you're going to do. Don't get into a business that you're not an expert in. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't get into a business because you think it's a it's a nice place to be because it's not. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, then it'd be embrace the weird. Okay. Describe so, that a bit more. Uh, so I was always known in my family for being odd. Okay. Because I never really did what everybody else thought was okay. the right thing to do. So I just eventually got to the point where pff, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. The weird. So, you've, you know, you've got people who are... Um, odd in certain such situations just be yourself yeah. do your own thing yeah, yeah. It, it, um, brilliant it, it allows you to be creative and um and different you don't have to yeah. everybody else's ideas of and what, do you think that took a couple of years for you to embrace that was it something that is more recent for you 
Um, it only really happened. I only really started doing it properly when, um, when the kids got a bit older. Yeah. So when they started to understand what, um, what I was trying to tell them. So you know, they obviously yeah, have um, personality characteristics that me and Mary would have, and where my family were telling me I'm odd, or people are telling me you're different. Yeah. And the kids to you know embrace it. That's different. great. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. And look at where you are. There's a thing that I, I'm, I don't. I you don't, don't really feel it. I know. Yeah. And looking from me on the outside looking in, I just even as you said, we you started this company and look where you are today. But I suppose that's a lovely sign in you as well that you're not thinking I've done this, just taking it as it is. And and it is a nice personality trait to have. Absolutely. Would you say, Barry, you're living life on your own terms? Yes. Yes, I am. I am. I, Love I, if, I get in, if I get into a situation that I don't like or I've created for myself, um, I do make changes. I don't accept status quo at all. I, I, keep, um, I keep trying to move things along and make things different. Um, and yeah, I, I, I know people that are in jobs and um, they think they have to stay there because they have to pay the mortgage or they have to pay their bills and they are brutally unhappy. I know. Yeah. I would just up sticks and move, do yeah. something else because um, life is way too short for, for to take on things like that. So um, yeah. not, don't live it under somebody else's, um, under somebody else's direction. You know, you, you can't, can't allow people to, yeah. uh, to keep you under the thumb. Like I, I, we, um, I've always had, we've always had a philosophy here that if somebody leaves, we love to see them leaving and going to a better job. And okay. it, mean, it means that we've done a good job of helping them along the way to make them a little bit more um, employable than they were when they came here. You know, so anyone that, that's not, not here, many people would look at it like that. That's great. No, but you have to like you have to take it like that. That people move around for different reasons. Yeah. Any yeah. many different reasons. Um, but it's it's things like that, you know. If if people want to get ahead, give them every encouragement to get ahead. If they get ahead here, great. If they want to get ahead somewhere else, that's great too. I love it. I think you've such a great attitude to your own life, to your employees. You know, it, it and it it does show us. I'm going back to say it again: where you've come from to where you are today. It is down to that brilliant attitude that you have. Irishman. Um, <laughs> it's great uh, look Barry thanks so much for taking the time today to chat with me I really really enjoyed it and I hope you inspire as many people as possible and I do wish yourself and Campus Medical continued success it's a fantastic story thanks very much thank you thanks so much for listening to my podcast I hope you take away some positive steps from it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe for free and tell your friends. If there is anyone's story that you would love to hear, please message me and I'll do my best to interview them. Thanks for listening and for living life on your own terms.